0: This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Amanda Celine Miller, the voice of Boruto and Sailor Jupiter, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live.
1: It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies and games. and so come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games, the come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Anime comics, movies and games, the come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Anime comics, movies and games, the come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might've called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for. For a long time, Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes all can learn something new. Me too. I heard words when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, though my haters tempt me. Beat the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's CMG Anime Comics Movies and Games the so come on and let's get it talk time live. Anime Comics Movies and Games the so come on and let's get it talk time live. Anime Comics Movies and Games the so come on and let's get it talk time live. Anime Comics Movies and Games the so come on and let's get it talk time live. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to the Journal of My Life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, The Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. I hope everybody's having a great week. I know I am. Uh, Not too much news going this week, so we're going to just talk about, you know, Star Wars Andor. we're going to talk... Uh, Of course, She-Hawk episode six this week and some other little small uh, tidbits of news. But in our talk topic of the week, I will review Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which is running on Netflix right now. And, you know, first I wanted to check check it out because it's an awesome looking anime based on a disaster of a game by CD Projekt Red. And I wanted to see two things. One, I mean, I say I say it was disastrous. I'm not saying it is still disastrous, by the way. Um, I'm aware that they have come a long way <laughs> since they put that game together uh way back in 2020. It was what bar none, the worst game of 2020, and it was a contrast. That was the that was the worst game. There's nobody who can deny it. People have a short attention span, and I know we live in a short attention society, but You have to realize that, like in 2020, there were two contrasting games that were out in terms of quality, Cyberpunk 2077, which was one of the most anticipated games to come out, you know, before the pandemic came out and, you know, just killed everything in terms of like, you know, supply and demand for games, supply and demand for new gen game systems that were supposed to come out during the time. Um, this was one of the games that was expected to be the talk of the town. It was the talk of the town, not in the way that they wished it to be. CD Projekt Red ended up creating what was a debacle of a game, and some would say a disaster of a game. Um, Last time I played Cyberpunk was on the PS4, and if, it, if you played it on the PS4, then you know exactly the experience that I have went through, because you went through that same thing as well. I realized it is 2022, they're still running the game, and from what I understand, the game is more solid than ever. The job, what I wanted to, this anime to do, and we'll talk about this, would it reinvigorate my want to play the game? Because I haven't played it in quite some time, in fact, when I played it on the PS4, I, got my, I was one of the people, one of many people that got their refund back, and it was one of the first... Times One of the rare times, I should say, that Sony would issue refunds and and recalls for a game. It has never happened. It's rarely happened before, especially for a game of this magnitude, uh, because this was a highly anticipated game and it was met with so much disaster. Um, They lost a lot of money from this. And in fact, they reissued the game back on a Sony PlayStation when it was deemed uh, playable on both the ps4 and ps5 and then what they did was you know cd project red charge a dramatically low price for this thing i think i i think i bought it back for like 24 dollars um which was three four times less than what i paid for because i i think i got the bundle pack and everything It was like uh for 100 bucks when it first came out and They lost a lot of money. They lost a lot of money from this game. But what they are gaining, from what I understand, is, you know, they're they're gaining the uh, redemption from this game. And, you know, I heard it's better. But, and as obviously they're still hanging on with this because they came out with this anime. So, we're going to talk about this in our talk topic of the week. And uh, will it redeem, has it redeemed my want to uh, play the game? And according to reports... This game, this anime, I should say, has actually uh, created more attention for the game, which is what I was expecting it to do. So we're going to talk about that in our talk topic. But, you know, uh, before we do that, I want to, uh, man, I went to go see uh, Chris Rock this Friday with my wife and um, one of our date nights, if you will. And uh, that's how we stayed for 17 years, folks. <laughs> but um, got a chance to see chris rock it was an awesome show phenomenal show if anybody goes you know to want to have a great date night going to see chris rock is a great idea like the guy still got it he's he's the goat for a reason and he's just brilliant in what he does man it's just fantastic and that controversy with the oscars did not stop him one bit in fact he the dude is such a genius he knows how to implement that situation And, and, you know, and turn it around to his own. And he did. And for the fact that he is doing shows in Philly to, I almost sold out and packed crowd speaks volumes. It was at the Met Philly this weekend. And, um, I don't know. He mentioned that this was going to be on Netflix. I don't know to what end. I hope it does because I think it'd be brilliant for him to do a show in Philly that Homer will Smith okay I think that will me I think that will literally be an actual I think that will be an actual uh you know shot fired and especially for the fact because when the mayor mentioned of Will Smith here in Philly I wasn't one of them but in the mayor mention of Will Smith in Philly there were boos in, from the Philadelphia crowd you you can't you absolutely cannot okay you cannot. You know, uh, not film that. I I would be surprised if he did not film that. You know, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll we will definitely see. But you know, if you have the opportunity, if he's coming to a place near you, go out of your way and check him out, man. It there was an awesome show, and Chris Rock is just he's just one of the geniuses of you know comedy of this era, man. Seriously. So, all right, folks, let's not waste any time. We got some things to talk about. Let's find out what's new in the world of acmg and now it's
1: time to find out what's new and world of acmg
0: As I mentioned on the first segment, there's not that much news going on. So we're just gonna go over my thoughts on some shows that I've seen and some other news, some little tidbits of news that I wanted to bring up as well. Here, we're gonna just get right to She-Hawk episode six. And I gotta say, I like I done with like I did with the first five episodes, I enjoyed it. I'm going to speak for many here when I say my only downfall for this episode was that. There was a major, major tease last week of Daredevil coming. And normally, normally Marvel, when they do stuff like this, that leads into the actual appearance of something coming that was expected to come prior to. For the first time, this did not happen. And in this episode, it was more or less like a filler episode, which wasn't bad. It was still an entertaining episode, but I think the idea of daredevil not being there kind of just really wiped some fans out and then those who are it, it actually fueled all of the hate watchers <laughs> okay and please people understand if you're listening to the show and you're constantly hate watching or you're watching in other words you know every week despite the fact that you claim that you don't like the show and the show sucks you're just you're hate watching like in what you're really doing because you know, you're intelligent and everything, you're helping the show continue to get views. So, if you do not like any show or anything that you claim to not like, the best thing to do is not watch it. Because what you're doing is what the studios are going to look at, what the executives are going to look at, is the fact that this thing gets constant views. If you watch Howard Stern's movie from back in the day, like his movie on about his life. There's a se- there's a segment on there that the, where the uh, studio execs talk about like yeah he's controversial and raunchy and everything, and there's a lot of uh, you know flack from him from you know people who listen to the show, but at the same time they're getting their ratings are through the roof because there are people watching it, and they were saying you know why aren't you know. Why are we getting so many um so many uh uh ratings? So why are our ratings so high? Because people want to know what he's going to say next. And why do the haters keep watching? Because they want to hear what he's going to say next. And that's why Howard Stern is still out today. That's why he's still in because he was he was not afraid to say what he was going to say and people wanted to say it and people even the people who were angry at him they wanted to remain to see what he was going to say next so in hindsight did they really get what they want out of it because they kept listening the same thing here do you really hate she-hulk i don't think you do i think you just want to complain about something that's just basically it and i love the fact that this show really points that out there are certain scenes on uh, like a few episodes and this one was two where they actually you know they really put focus on the idea that you know haters are going to be haters and you know they they actually put in some of the you know feedback that the real world feedback that they see in here so let's get to it seahawk episode 6 entitled just jen because this is a wedding episode where jen is basically going to be a bridesmaid she agrees to be a bridesmaid at her um at her shady friends uh, wedding when she finds out Titania comes you know is coming to this event too courtesy of some person some really dorky geeky looking guy that she ends up you know talk you know persuading to be a plus one and she did this solely to get back at Jen so meanwhile Nikki works with Mallory book on a divorce case while Jen is going into to this wedding where Mr. Immortal, who I believe is a character in the comics, is on trial against multiple ex-wives who claim that he left them high and dry in the process. And he, was, he has this tendency, like if he doesn't like, he has this like Seinfeld tendency. You, if you watch Seinfeld and you know like every time Seinfeld dates somebody, if he finds one thing wrong about him, he ends up breaking up with the, uh, with the woman. This is kind of the same way, only difference, only difference here is that, which Seinfeld really should have been Mr. Immortal. That would have been awesome. The difference here is that he, when he wants to leave, he kills himself, making it seem like he died. And I come to find out, his patterns were traced by people online. You know what? I, I find this really interesting about this scene. There was this. There's the scene where they gather like all seven of the wives that he actually married, and you know, faked his death to all of them. They said how they found out about him, you know, working, you know, this angle with all of these ex-wives is basically that the patterns keep coming back. And I guess he was marrying, stupidly marrying people in the same area, but they found out from a Facebook group, not a Facebook group, a social media group, I should say. And they found out online and they found out somebody had the same story to that person had and then other people were starting to call out and come out too you know what's so interesting about that scene i've actually i actually know somebody who did that exact same thing based on a certain situation that um i ended up being involved with not involved in a certain way but there was a there was a accusation being done years ago this person actually found out that she wasn't the only alleged victim in the process of a sexual, you know, misconduct situation. She found out based on conversations in a in a Facebook group that other people had. And then everybody started collecting notes and, and you know and everything and just come to find out that all the same patterns were happening. So they all came together to try to, you know, bring awareness to this person um who alleged and I have to say allegedly um even though there's so much information to this <laughs> to the situation um you know that it this person allegedly actually did but this is it's really crazy that this this scenario and this scene it you know is really this happens quite often and I think that this was written because this happens quite often where there are people And I'm going to say people, because I mean, yes, a lot of times it's guys, mostly guys, but every once in a while, you know, women can play a role in this case too, but you know, this is a pattern that happens every once in a while. But you know, whenever, you know, people create patterns like this, they don't realize that they're creating sort of a footprint (laughs) that is going to lead to a whole bunch of other people going through the same thing. So you could only do this for so long. So I found that very interesting. and. Nikki and Mallory, you know, while even though they had to defend this guy, they did not like this guy and they pointed it out. (laughs) Okay. So this guy ends up falling, uh, uh, jumping out of the window of what it looks like to be Jen's office, by the way. And he ends up falling to his death, but coming back alive on top of a, you know, police car or whatnot. So they decided that, you know, they were going to try to fix the situation that will please everybody in the process. So he's going to have to repay every one of those um, women back for all of the things that they did, including the one that he had a kid with as well and left them high and dry. So that was the situation there. And Nikki and Mallory end up, you know, getting closer together, almost in the same way that um, Mallory and Jennifer and Jen. You know, kind of got together now. For those who've read the comic books back in the day, Mallory and Jen are kind of, you know, you know, rivals in law. So it's really interesting that this version is a little bit more working together with her, and and, and to this uh, extent. So really interesting here. While Mallory thinks that, uh, you know, oh, I'm going, to, I'm going ahead of myself. So basically. After they, you know, got the case, they kind of, you know, had a little moment with each other in terms of like, just, you know, connecting, but they were watching the tape, the actual um, video online of Mr. Immortal when Nikki actually saw a bit of a link to a hate group that is solely dedicated to hating on She-Hulk. So she what she did was she was a little bit concerned so she couldn't get in it was a private group much it was pretty much like a facebook group uh pretty much and but this online group she couldn't get in unless she you know signed up and had to you know get authorization or whatnot and so she basically created a a, a dummy account pretty much and a burner account if you will just to get in there and she created you know she just basically answered all the questions based on what other people would say in order to get in she got in and lo and behold she found out that this particular group page is like solely there to hate on She-Hulk but also find out how to kill her while Mallory thinks that this is just a group online of online trolls which this is kind of a wink, wink to the real life situations, you know, uh, you know, in, 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 posts that we see all the time of toxic trolls like this, who claim they hate it, but keep watching the show. We learned that it may be a secret organization known as intelligent, uh, intelligentsia, which intelligentsia in the comics is a group of evil, cr- uh, criminal geniuses coming together to take down threats. their plan so they are working together like i guess um i guess in the comics i don't know how old this uh group is but i'm pretty sure that you know it's perfect now because you know we got you know social media groups that we actually can do certain things like this and it's unfortunate that they're allowed to do this but um it's just one of those things that you know that's what it is um this actually apparently is a bigger threat in the comics than we think. And this is going to be something that's leading down the line to that can result in a lot of really interesting things, especially when it comes to gamma related characters. Uh, we know we still got the wrecking crew that is still around. So we got a little bit of, of what to expect. And for people, I think that people feel like there's certain people, maybe a minority of people who know what the wrecking crew is feel like they were let down by the idea and I'm like chill I'm like this is just a prologue to what we I think we're gonna see a lot more of wrecking crew but I think we we'll are eventually see the wrecking crew that we want to see there this could be a tease into this I I just don't understand how people doubt Marvel Studios at up to this point it's been oh well over 11 years I think it's probably 12 years and in the first 10 to 11 years, Marvel Studios has not let us down. And like their their, their percentage and their uh, ratio of letdowns is less than like 2%. You know, and those 2% was probably, I would say is in humans. And I think it was one, um, I think it was another one, uh, but it was like rare that you could really say that Marvel studios have let people down. They they made way too much money to say otherwise. So I think that there's something I, I would be surprised if the wrecking crew is not going to become something else. Um, because if you watch first of all, for anybody who's really stressing about the wrecking crew, the wrecking crew wasn't really like a major thing in the comics in the first place. Like they were street level B level teams. Like they were just, they were jobbers. In the Marvel, if I'm going to use a wrestling term, they were jobbers in the Marvel comic universe. They were just, you know, filler criminal groups that were just there to beat up easily and just put in jail. Titania is a part of the wrecking crew. Titania, I believe, um, premiered in Secret Wars, which is really appropriate as to why they're doing Secret Wars now and, and such here. Um, so, yeah, man, I. <laughs> It's not that big of a deal. I think that that was just a prelude to something more with the Wrecking Crew down the line. But the Wrecking Crew was in, so I was happy about that. And like anybody who's getting mad about the Wrecking Crew not being the Wrecking Crew that we saw. Like, come on. None of you guys were real Wrecking Crew fans in the first place. Let's be real. The Wrecking Crew was not that big of a deal. It just was not for you. You just find another reason to be upset. So chill. So, but, um... You know this is what it leaded in and for the second week we did not get an end credit scene so this is interesting i don't know if this is the end of end credit scenes or not but th- the way that they're formatting this show is just very strange um i also should note that the there was not that much action in this one um there was a little tease of a titania and Je- and she-hulk fight but we rarely got to see it and it was more comedy based than anything uh because, you know, just when they were really about to get at it, Titania just pretty much slipped on her ice and fell and busted her teeth. <laughs> and she was just embarrassed and such and just walked out and took the cake or whatever like that. It was a funny, it was a funny episode. Don't get me twisted. But I think just the idea that they lured us with the proverbial dangling carrot, which was Daredevil, and we didn't get it this week. It really made it down. I think if they didn't do that last week. I think people would have appreciated the show a little bit more but you know the acmg crew uh so you know we got people who you know chimed in on it they still like the episode regardless there was only a few people who even mentioned the daredevil thing but you know it, it is what it is he we know he's coming i just don't know when and why they did what they did and hopefully next week is the case you know but this i would definitely say i enjoyed this episode but at the same time I this was probably one of my least favorite episodes so far. Um it was just it just what it was. It you know. There's also I should also mention that Jen uh was actually in uh flirt mode with one of the uh you know groomsmen, uh one of the grooms uh guests there. So who this guy seemed to like her as Jen and this She-Hulk, so I think this may be a reoccurring guy. I also suspect that if he's not like the real love interest of jen this guy may be also a plant from this group i don't know that you know this could lead into something else too so we'll see but it was a good episode it wasn't it was my least favorite episode of the bunch and i don't know the problem is i don't know if it's mostly because We didn't get Daredevil on air or not, but it was not a bad episode by any stretch. It was it felt like it was one of the shorter episodes, too, uh, of the bunch as well. So we'll see. We got three more episodes left. He has to come sooner or later and this major threat needs to come sooner or later, too. So we'll see what this is all about, you know, in the next three episodes. All right. Going to a little bit of gaming news here. You know, I'm not a big Xbox fan, as many of you know, but I got to give him credit for this. And I, you know, I used to own an Xbox, I own two Xbox 360s at one point and just never got into them. You know, I had I also had a PlayStation three and four at the time and felt that PlayStation was just a better game uh, console for me. Uh, So but nonetheless, Xbox, I give you credit for this, they are putting together a video series that aims to magnify aspiring black youths uh, wanting to break into the gaming industry. I don't know what this is going to do. I hope this is just one to put them on blast, but also to really put a focus on this. Cause this is something that I have talked about for a very long time. And I hate this idea that like when I watch E3, I watch the game awards. I watch a lot of these, you know, showcases or whatnot. What I don't ever see is black game developers you know game producers people in the industry and all this stuff i'd never see it and i would have loved to been in the gaming industry but you know we never got a chance to do that you know because there was never a direction for us during my era even for me right now doing what i'm doing there's not that many of us out there i mean they are but there's not that many of us that are able to really get their hands into the industry or in in, in, you know network with people because one a lot of us didn't know how to get into the industry I know from just basic you know my basic studies of business and and you know promotion and all this stuff and how to you know communicate and network with people that's a whole thing plus I'm a graphic designer or whatnot and a multimedia developer so those situations helped me you know, get in with other people because I do a multitude of different aspects that people are interested in. So um so basically it is to the point that we need more, you know, representation in the gaming world, not just us playing games, not just being esport athletes. No, we're not just it, it this is the problem. This is the growing problem that is with all sports this is the problem with the nba this is the problem with the uh nfl you know we don't have a lot of black owners in the in those sports um within the gaming industry we don't have a lot of developers there's there are black developers out there there's not that many you always there's always a a speck of pepper in a sea of salt all the time and we just need to balance the seasons you know a little bit of both little bit of both makes it taste great <laughs> okay i want to see this and i hope you know not only xbox i you know i appreciate what xbox is doing and hopefully this will do something because i hear people all the time during i remember during um 2020 when all the crap was going on involving george uh floyd and Ahmaud uh, uh aubrey and brianna taylor and all that stuff and you know, we, people started waking up to the idea that there is racism in America and there's less opportunity for people out there like us to get there. And now, which I believe people already knew, to, but just the focus, there were people I think already knew and ignored it. And I also think that there were, pe- there were people who didn't believe it. And then when the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Aubrey situation, among many others, you know finally came into worldwide mainstream you know view that is when people started taking it seriously and now the advocacy of you know black lives matter has come coming and you know now people are trying to get more opportunities but i remember in 2020 there were people who were saying that they wanted to do stuff but i haven't really heard anything from them. i even remember alana pierce um claiming that she wanted to uh help black writers or whatnot get in break into the industry i don't know to what end um i haven't heard anything about that since and i do follow her um there was no there was no feedback to that situation so i don't know when it comes to her or whatnot but for anybody else um who claimed that i i just haven't seen it um we're still at this point where i think that we need to break in to this industry majorly because we tried to break in so many times and it just didn't uh it it really it it's a hard industry to get into and then in some cases um we couldn't you know we couldn't get into the industry because it was we were getting screwed um game con- there was a game console back in it um what is it game console let me see i'm looking at this up right now channel uh, la 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 la. Jesus Christ, I forgot the name of that. Yes, the Channel F, um, uh, the Channel F, uh, game console, which was created by a black man in the Silicon Valley, and apparently this was before the Atari, if people correct, if um, Marie serves correct, and uh, Jerry Lawson was the man who put this together. He was a designer and developer and and if you guys i've talked about this before because there was there's a documentary on netflix uh about gaming on air and he was mentioned on here and how he never got his due because he created literally the first video game console ever and it was called channel f fairchild channel f um jerry lawson created it but he never got his due and in fact the people behind atari kind of stole his uh his idea because they had more money and resources to put it out there and he never got his due and i'm glad the netflix documentary finally pointed out when i first saw that i nearly broke down but especially because i think i saw it in 2020 and i was already frustrated with everything going on right there and i literally broke down in anger and tears at the idea that this guy i'd never heard of this guy before up until the netflix uh documentary and i was floored so it's like when we get to a certain point we don't get recognition this is, and trust me Jerry, Law, uh, Jerry Lawson is not the first person in any industry that has been that has done something and has not gotten his due there's plenty of black creators out there that have not gotten their due i've look i've gotten screwed in my own situation as well um i used to work for a company Who I, you know, end up working to do some uh, some graphic uh, graphic design um, work for them to do for a promotion that was supposed to be, you know, displayed all downtown Philly. This was like at the time, one of the biggest things that I was working on. Lo and behold, they took the liberty of, you know, taking my design, giving it to somebody else, which what they did with it was just make a few you know color changes into it and a few different you know changes to it but it was still based on my concept they emailed me and said that like you know there's the sponsors of this you know company that they were work with for this fundraiser that we were working with you know decided they wanted to do you know go a little bit of a different direction but you know still give me the credit and i'm like that's B.S. And they were the part that bothered me was that they think that I was going to be gullible enough to, to really think that like oh yeah this is still my concept and everything but you know we're co-create no you basically stole my design you went about it in a really shady way and I addressed that to him you know and stuff like that and I for for multiple years I had to see this that it was my concept being done by somebody else and. I'm like, what they did with it, I could have already done it myself if they would have just asked me to do that. But they did not. And to me, it was just like, I was I was absolutely and I mean, absolutely furious. So I get it. I get it. And we need more people like that. And thank God, you know, I've that was so long ago and since then, I have far superseded and proven to them that I didn't need them, and two, I could get, you know, opportunities without them and get major opportunities, and that I did. And they see it every single time. So, you know, we we need definitely more representation. Not only just the gaming world, but everywhere, because it's just not enough. And we talk about equal opportunity all the time. We need to get it, and we and we need not just to be saying it and claim that we're going to do it. It needs to be done. Hopefully this series with Xbox works and hopefully more people will start doing it themselves. they so will start to advocate towards it. We just, we absolutely need it. So, all right. Last thing I want to talk about is Star Wars Andor just premiered first three episodes. This is based on Rogue One, which seriously, uh, again, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan in a sense. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Star Wars. Don't get me twisted, but I am not the biggest fan of Star Wars out there. Rogue One was one of my least favorite movies that I've ever watched in theaters. Uh, it was, to me, it was, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't, it wasn't exciting. It wasn't fun. It was so dramatic. It was just these characters were just. It just didn't feel like it connected to any. And I get that they were trying to go outside of the realm of Jedi and Sith. That's fine. They did that with the Mandalorian. And the Mandalorian is awesome. This was not. I I was not a fan of Rogue One, and I think a lot of people weren't either. It was just it was it just felt like a normal, generic show. Like I rather them call it Buck Rogers. I think I would enjoy it better. <laughs> oh God, if you kids are so young you don't know the name Buck Rogers, please look it up. But, you know, the only thing I think I remember liking about that movie, the. The most intriguing character in that movie was the droid loved the droid in that movie that that droid kept me awake the entire time whenever it, whenever uh, it appeared on a, on a screen i tried to see if andor would remedy the problem that i had with rogue one and uh i'm here to say it did not much to whatever they say in those damn commercials with critics say or whatever like that yes so what it is is produced by the guys behind um with his born identity or whatever like that it's just not a it's just really not a fun show it was i i found it to be incredibly boring um i really had a hard time trying to get through all three of the films and whatnot it just didn't feel like there was any real connection to it i've heard you know some of the people on our ACG facebook group when i asked the question um what do they think about the series and you know, a lot of them didn't, you know, felt the same way. It's just like, it just, there's something missing about the series that lacks any connection to the show, um, to the other shows. It's just, it, it I couldn't do it. You know, you know, some one of them said, I enjoyed episode one. I liked the tension and the bar and, and, and afterwards episode two and three was meh. Yeah. I, I, you know, I know there's some people who actually do like it that's that's not to say that you know people don't like it there are people who are just such a star wars fan that they're gonna like anything that that's going in um regardless like they're hardcore like that i'm just not one of them and you know it, it just was you know there are people who said that they like it but felt that it just without the jedi sif force you know empire type of situation it just seems generic in a sense um one another person said it you know it didn't perk up until episode three for them while there were certain clues to identify uh, as in a star Wars, just, you know, like, you know, one of our other people said it could have been any sci-fi show. It, I'm, you know, I'm on the fence right now, but I feel about, you know, that I'll continue to watch, you know, this is different from hate watching. This is like somebody saying, I want to," you know, I want it to succeed. But it's not getting me there. It's not getting me to that 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 point of saying, yes, this is the film. Mandalorian from the door did that. Obi-Wan from the door did that. You know? Uh anything that was done by John Favreau, which I don't believe this is anywhere connected to John Favreau um in this case, I, I just, you know, I don't think this is just gonna be everybody's cup of tea. It's just gonna be one of those things that, you know, people are just not gonna like. So, uh, this may be the, the least successful film of all the, I uh, mean, a series of all the series at this point, unfortunately. So, uh, I don't think, let me put it to you this way. It's so to the point that I don't even think I am going to continue, you know, watching it. I, after the first three episodes, it's like, if I can't get into it after the first three episodes, I'm not going to, I'm not going to commit. I'm not going to invest. You know, maybe if David uh, Filoni probably wrote it, I think this probably would have been a better show, but it's from the people who did Rogue One, which was not them. And this is unfortunate, man, uh, for me. And it's just, again, this is just me. This has no, you know, this has nothing to do with any of you out there who do like it. Cause there are people like it. This is just, this is just the way I feel. About the you know the actual series and whatnot. So I just realized the cool thing though that um, Dave Filoni actually is from Pennsylvania in in Lebanon, PA. Actually, it's right up where my um, my in laws uh, live at. Very interesting. Oh, wish he would have done the show. <laughs> so you know if you like it, like it. But for me, it's a no go for me. So I'm 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 just gonna wait till the other projects come out because I know. The other projects are going to be awesome. And especially uh, Mandalorian season, you know, uh, what is it, season three or four? (laughs) Now it's coming next year. So, you know, that's awesome. So, all right, folks, that will do it for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back, and I'm going to review Cyberpunk Edge Runners on Netflix. And did this reinvigorate me to want to play the game? We'll find out right after this. TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG.
1: Talk Time
0: Live. This is Tom Gibbous, the voice of Shikamaru Nara from Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, and it's not a drag do it and now it's time for our talk topic of the week ready folks we're back with our talk topic of the week and it is my review of cyberpunk edge runners the anime series on netflix pretty much an ova series i don't think we're going to get a season two of this i'd be surprised if we get a season two i would want a season two after watching this but uh looks like this is a one and done deal from what it uh from what i've saw and but from what i saw was pretty damn awesome this was i think a great idea for cd project red to do uh to gain their fans back you know pretty much who jumped out of the series since the fallout of the original release of the game and credit to them they've been working ass off to do this they work with studio trigger and netflix uh you know worked alongside to you know publish this and get this out and stream it on their platform and what they did was something incredible if you really wanted to know what goes on in the cyberpunk world this kind of gives you an idea for those who were rather wondering you know whether they want to get this game and why they should they get this game i think edge runners greatly helped to entice people to want to play this game um and for those like myself who you know decided to say screw this game screw cd project red even though cd project red did phenomenal with the witcher series especially witcher 3 wild hunt which was one of my best one of my top favorite open world games awesome game really immersed me in um now Skyrim is doing it. Yeah. I'm I yeah, I'm started playing Skyrim now. You know? Yeah, and people are probably shot like you just now playing Skyrim? Yeah, dude. I'm not really one of those medieval guys like that. And let alone, you know, I'm I'm always skeptical about playing first person, you know, shooters or melees or whatever like that, but it was on sale. So I'm <laughs> getting it. And now I see I get why everybody likes it. So um we'll talk about more of that on uh select start when uh the next episode comes to there but yeah this series i think really did a great job you know showing what the world is about in anime form i think for people who aren't gamers or not really hardcore gamers and not hardcore fps gamers like that who may have been hesitant to get cyberpunk but are anime fans which most gamers are This really helped them out greatly. I love this. I love the really edgy nature of it. I mean, it was every bit as edgy as uh, what you would see in the video game, but in anime form. Uh, They didn't stare away from any of the nature and and, and format of the actual game. The story is connected to the actual series. And in fact, it looks like it is uh, based, like from what I understand, I think this could be based around what is going on in the game or a little bit after because one of the characters that they mentioned they mentioned him as a legend but i don't know if he it, it almost in a point that i think that he's no longer around so we'll get to, to that point in a sec but um some really interesting you know storytelling in this and this is not solely based on the actual you know game itself but around a new character named david you know he's a street kid that is literally trying to survive a futuristic world where people are so obsessed with uh, modifying themselves. And he gets in a situation, he gets in many situations. Um, You know, he's in this academy where he's trying to fit in and, you know, he's getting bullied a lot. He's getting bullied by these, you know, higher up elitist uh, uh, kids and one of which has modifications and such cybernetic modifications which is the known nature of the you know cyberpunk game you modify yourself to become more powerful to become an edge runner to become a mercenary if you will or become a legend in the streets in some form of fashion and this is kind of one of those it's not a nomad story i think this is like a street story in this case because there are three different stories that you could play through or you know three different directions that you could play through in the cyberpunk game you could play nomad which is kind of like a mercenary type of deal you can also play um you know the street guys trying to survive the streets but trying to be a legend in the streets as well and then you could be corporate and play to that nature so you know you can play to those uh factions as well and here it starts off like he's just in the streets and trying to survive and i think they kind of you know transition into the nomad aspect of it but the kid is trying to survive his mom is always away because she's a cop and she's constantly you know going on the road so he gets into these situations and he also gets into a situation where he uh he loses everything including his mom in this case and it ends up turning him into a life of crime pretty much he ends up with this with this group of edge runners which are pretty much cyberpunks in in a sense um you know and he works his way to the top he bonds with some of these guys and in the process he gets modified and then also we learn like like we do in the game if you get modified too much if you keep upgrading it messes with your mind you know you get through some type of uh, dementia and psychosis if you if you go too far and you end up going crazy and murderous to this point so it You know, it gets to the point that people become addicted to modifying their bodies, to enhancing their bodies, to become more powerful, faster, stronger in this case. And David seems to think that he's special because he, he gets this modification, the spinal modification that is supposed to be handled by a much more powerful person, but he seems to be able to handle it really well. And because it belongs to a character in the, uh, and a, uh, series by the name of Mame, he decides that uh, Mame decides that he you know brings him into the series, and then all of a sudden they work together to do it because you know Dave actually is able to David is able to use this modification to go really fast and speed really well and his you know and be able to handle it and still have the mindset to handle it Mame. Is getting so many modifications now that he's it's turning him turning things ugly with him Mame played by william uh christopher stevens pretty damn good i like um his portrayal in this thing and i like the bond between him and david david is played by zach aguilar if you guys recognize that name he is also um the star of demon slayer he is ten um Tenjiro in demon uh slayer so we get to get him we get a few other people uh as well playing in here we also got emily uh low who plays lucy who's kind of become the love interest uh for david in this series and you know she's always concerned for him she's always trying to find a way to get out of the game and she's but the idea is that she's a really good edge runner and she could go into the system and do things you know that other people can't and it really it helps the uh the gang out but she and her and David ends up becoming, you know, fall in love. And they keep talking about how, you know, let's do as much as we can, but let's get out of this game. Let, you know, I want to go to the moon someday, stuff like that. And, you know, it's something that those two bond with after a while. Other characters in here are really awesome too. Um, but none other than Giancarlo Esposito, who of course plays the villain of this series. is, is I... I Dare you to find a series, a TV show series, or a movie where Giancarlo Esposito is an, a protagonist. You will barely find it because he just plays it. You know, we talk about typecasting. It's, yeah, typecasting is bad, but he makes it so good because the villains that he plays are just phenomenal. And so and he plays just different tiers of villains there are ranges of villains that he plays and i think that's why he's always plays the bad guy in this case i don't i've never seen him play a good guy not even a father figure character it, it's just it's not he plays always the ultimate antagonist of anything you know star wars he's an antagonist there on the mandalorian um school days he's the evil frat dude um breaking bad god i don't ever want to eat at his store okay I don't, no, ever, no. I don't ever want to eat in this fast food restaurant or any of the fast food restaurants that you have. If there's a bullet in my burger, I will eat the bullet because he owns it, okay? (laughs) I can't do it. But in here, he plays, he plays a character, uh, what is it? Uh, Faraday in here, who's just pulling a lot of strings in this show at all too. Um, The thing that I do like, you know, of course, because this is, this belongs to the cyberpunk universe that of course is connected to um valentine uh which is uh keanu reeves character is it valentine i forgot the dude's name but um there is a connection to the actual video game series There are also cameo appearances from certain characters that we are familiar with in the game including uh wakaku okada who which is in a game we also here, Adam smasher we get to see Adam smasher in here now that was the character that i mentioned uh them talking about in legendary factor which leads me to believe that he's no longer alive which me leads me to believe that the timeline is based on after the events of the video game so you have that we also uh see uh i believe appearances or mentions of claire russell uh emmerich bronson rogue uh Amandaris, and Della, uh Delamaine, which is the uh ai that runs the uh the, the the transportation uh series and company and such like that so we get to see you know um some aspects that really strings it. again and we talked about here's the thing we talked about star i just talked about star wars Andor in the last segment this is one of those things that i'm talking about like it right now with the three episodes that is out it just doesn't feel like there's any connection to the series and then even furthermore it is just more drama than anything this right here it's telling a different story within a universe connected to the you know game the canon of the game if you will and there's so many connections to it but at the same time the storytelling and the character development is so really is riveting and, and it's it's really good i love it um i liked it again they didn't stare away from this is not your this is not for kids there's a lot of Cursing. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of nudity and sex and whatever like that. This is this is what I love about anime. Like this is like for this is for adults. This is what anime is always you know for us. This is what we grew up on. This is like us you know becoming adults by being able to you know watch sophisticated television in the same format that live action television is. Anime was the one that brought that to us and inspired other studios to do the same when it comes to stuff like this. So there are 10 episodes here and trust me, if you watched the, you do watch it to the end and you know, you know, they, this, this is not meant to be a continuous <laughs> series, but that doesn't mean they can't do another season. You know, the thing about cyberpunk is that it creates different characters and different stories. You're you you know, the main character is you your avatar, your person, your V in, in the entire thing, You're male or female, whatever, you know, you, um, whatever pronouns you identify as so anybody can be the actual character. There is no real main character in this deal. And that's why David is probably a one-time character in this series. They can at all best do a season two and just h- become a whole new story. Cause you still got the nomad you know story aspect and you still have the corporate aspect so i hope that in fact they do another uh season of this with a whole new story and everything to it much like they do with uh american horror story or whatnot there's always a different story every year with different characters that are playing in it do the same thing here you know i would love for them to do that that means also different actors are getting different opportunities to be a part of this cool thing now after watching this entire uh I'm going to call this an OVA until we see another episode, another season. If another season is promised, I think possibly because this was so well received, it's possible we could get another season to this. Um, but this, because of how great this series was, I did go back into the game and I am, I gotta say, I am enjoying the game. I am enjoying the game as I, as it was intended to be enjoyed. Um, it looks like a lot of things have been fixed uh i've gotten pretty far with this i still can't drive worth a look in in that world but the the story and then again here's the difference i'm playing it on a ps5 this time but all of my data was transferred but i just started from scratch again because i haven't played it in so long i wouldn't even know where to start so i needed to you know um recondition myself into the game and relearn the game all over again but I am enjoying it so far. Um, You know, I'm not really the biggest, you know, first person shooter fan ever, Uh, even though there are some first person games that I will enjoy and I have enjoyed uh, as of late. So I definitely gave it a chance again. I'm playing it slowly, but surely I'm not perfect at these damn things, but I've always thought that the story aspect was really good and strong. In air so I w- hopefully i will be able to finish this and hopefully i will be able to level up to a point that i can truly enjoy this and just run through through the game because when the part that gets me is that when um you get to the part with uh keanu reeves character on here and you're playing as him it gets really easy to play i, I it, it gets really really easy to play in here and i want to play like that i want to be able to play like that and it reminds me um that also actually reminds me of when um god of war when you whenever you played not the recent god of war but the old god of war whenever you played the original god of war games um you would be so powerful in the beginning so just to let you know what you could do if um you actually play the game you know Farther enough and level up farther enough. I want to do the same thing with this. So this is what enticed me. Cause once I played as Ke- the, uh, Keanu Reeves character in here, which I believe is Johnny Valentine or something, or Johnny Silverhand. That's what it is. Um, once I played as Johnny Silverhand in here, I had a lot of fun. Cause this dude was just powerful as hell. They was just blowing people away and stuff like that. And it was just breezing through the game or whatnot. I want to be able to work up to that level. So, and I want to see the story want to I want to absolutely see the story for what it is so I am going to continue to play this game thanks to this game and I again I heard that this because of the anime and because of the new update uh that they provided which I believe is the last update of the generation uh before they get into this new major new update game uh that they're doing that this gained them a lot more attention than they were intended to get when they first came out so kudos to them for not only you know achieving that but also kudos to um, them for this anime and you know this anime is awesome I highly recommend anybody to watch this especially if you never played the actual game before go out of your way check it out this gives an A plus for me with this anime and you know go out and check out Cyberpunk I, I can't believe I'm going to say that two years later after all this debacle hell I, I kind of say the same thing for Marvel Avengers as well because you know Crystal Dynamics have you know they they come a long way with that game too and those were the two games of 2020 that sucked and then thank goodness for uh square enix when they came out with final fantasy 7 uh, remake in the same year which oh totally helped us out for that one so but cyberpunk seems to be back on track and this anime helped it greatly go anyway, way check it out if you're on netflix it's available now folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live the prime show i hope you guys enjoyed it next week i believe it's going to be the last show until because it's going to be october 1st um it's going to be the last show that we do before i head to new york comic con i cannot wait this is so much going on so much going down i think I'm, next week i'm just going to run down everything that they have that i'm looking forward to and i'm going to ch- check out uh the offer because my list of events that i'm keep going keeps growing it keeps growing and it keeps growing so um you know kudos to repop they're doing a hell of a job there they got a lot of marvel and dc uh you know content and, and events happening there among other things of course i mentioned on the select start podcast the mario trailer for super mario the movie starring chris pratt will premiere october 6 over there so i'm definitely gonna make it uh make it to uh, check that out and get ready. Cause I got to reserve all this tomorrow. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be heavy. It's going to be uh crazy tomorrow trying to get all this done. It's going to be so much <laughs> happening. So looking forward to that and much, much more. So folks, thank you. This, uh, on the next episode of select start, um, shovel Knight's dig. I want to give my thoughts on that. I'm playing that currently right now and, uh, you know, yacht club games, uh, finally got this in motion and it's available now out on all platforms i believe so i'll give you my thoughts on that plus any news that we have during the week in the world of gaming as well and uh next week i know what i'm going to be talking about because uh, i'm going to be watching it today the final installment of full metal alchemist is out on netflix right now premiered on saturday and i'll that's what that's going to be the uh, movie i'm going to review for next week and give you my thoughts on that and you know i like the uh, last movie first movie I felt was a little condensed but now that I again like I said I saw the uh, second movie and how it fleshed out I get it third movie let's see how this ends let's see how this goes so I'm gonna watch this today and you know if I like it again I might watch it twice to you know collect uh, notes or whatever and uh we'll get my thoughts on it next week but again last episodes of select start in the prime show before I end up going to New York comic-con so very epic week. Looking forward to it. All right. So again, thank you to all of our listeners. If you like this episode and every episode, there's so many ways to check it out, but no more than TalkTimeLive.com. You can check out all of our audio episodes in there. You can also check out our video interviews, exclusives, and more. You can also do that as well as check out our show on every episode platform that you can check out all your major favorite platforms such as spotify iHeartRadio, apple podcast google podcast stitcher popping TuneIn, Audible, audible pocketcast pandora and if you're on tumblr type in talktime live you'll see us there too and you can listen to that show or watch content there as well subscribe and download and keep supporting us at all times thank you because we are making numbers here we made it to 50,000 <laughs> in, in august let's keep that going and keep that growing from here folks so thank you so much i really appreciate it all this support there that'll do it for me folks on behalf of myself this is dax Avery. Josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out here take care and have a great week